the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The willingness to walk away. That's what you have to have if you want to win any negotiation. And that's what Donald Trump did to Kim Jong-un in Vietnam. Uh, and, of course, your friends at CNN called the summit a failure for Donald Trump, uh, which they were uh, probably rooting for. They do uh, practice um, the uh, journalism of uh, make-a-wish journalism. You know what I'm saying? Journalism uh, that they hope happens. And so that's how they report. Um, and so uh, Jim Acosta, he said uh, Singapore was strike one and Hanoi was strike two. And nobody knows that. Uh, I remember a long time ago when Ronald Reagan walked out on Gorbachev in Reykjavik, Iceland, uh, and his own people were wondering if uh, Reagan was nuts. But he knew exactly what he was doing. He showed Gorbachev that he was willing to walk away on a nuclear arms deal, and Gorbachev got the message. It wasn't all that long after that that uh, the Soviet Union disappeared. Uh, so I was in a few contract negotiations of my own with TV stations. Um, I had a lawyer actually doing the negotiating, but um, he made it clear to me that if the other side gets the idea that you are not willing to walk away, they'll kill you. I trusted him. Then I actually walked away, and I ended up with a deal that changed my life. So I'm no expert on geopolitical negotiating but I do know that Donald Trump has negotiated a lot of deals, and I know that he's come out ahead on a lot of them because he made the other guy know that he was willing to walk away. And I'm sure he's walked away on plenty of deals that turned into lots of money for him uh, in his business career. So maybe CNN and everybody else ought to, you know, wait to see how the process goes. And anyway, on a lighter note here, speaking of um, <laughs> getting a deal that can change your life, Bryce Harper. Uh, got one of those deals today from the Phillies. He got $330 million guaranteed over 13 years. That means the Phillies just agreed to pay him over $25 million when he's 40, because he's 27 right now. And so uh, that, that's a lot of money to guarantee a 40-year-old baseball player. But here's the thing. Uh, 13 years from now, $40 million for, I'm sorry, uh, $25 million for a baseball player probably won't be that much. He won't be the highest paid, guaranteed. So uh, so that's, that's what they agreed to pay him, though. And that means that the Phillies just agreed to pay him over $25 million when he's 40, but it comes to a guaranteed $25,384,615.40 a year. Now, if he plays 162 games, that would be $156,695.16 per game. He's averaged 680 at-bats a year. That includes walks. Uh, that's, uh, that's how many times he actually went to the plate, 680 times uh, on average over the 162 games. That would come to $37,330.32 per at-bat for the next 13 years. That's a pretty good deal. One the Pirates, uh, by the way, will never make. Uh, they won't have somebody making $25 million a year 13 years from now. I think you could take that to the bank. And that's why Major League Baseball is a joke. And you know what else is a joke? Um, the way conservatives are censored by Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And what can they do about it? All, all three are monopolies. Uh, people, uh, Conservatives complain about it all the time, including conservatives in the federal government. I've never really understood when antitrust laws apply and why they exist. And I've never really figured out whether, as a small government guy, I should ever want them to be enforced. I, I don't know when it's a good thing. So, as usual, I found a really smart guy to explain it to me and to you. Uh, we'll get the explanation on that, and I hope an explanation for how the major sports leagues are allowed to maintain monopolies. We'll do that when we come back. Stick around. <laughs> 
You're an insurance agent. You're also an entrepreneur looking to grow. And what better way to grow than by being your own boss? Owning your own Farmers Insurance Agency has been called one of the best small business opportunities in America. With a nationally respected brand, award-winning training, and your personal experienced business coach, your opportunity to grow is unlimited. No franchise fees required. Visit BeAFarmersAgent.com and start growing. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Here's the truth, America. Hugh Hewitt for PatriotMobile.com. Your cell phone company is probably funding anti-Second Amendment groups. Patriot Mobile, which is America's only conservative cell phone company, does the opposite. If you are fed up with disgusting policies like New York's new late-term abortion law or Mayor Bloomberg's gun control seizure plans, make the simple switch to Patriot Mobile. Join thousands of Americans using Patriot Mobile. Get reliable nationwide coverage. Watch your hard-earned dollars fight for the First and Second Amendment rights, border security, and the sanctity of life. Veteran-led Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every bill to conservative causes like the Heritage Foundation, the NRA, and the Susan B. Anthony List. Switching to Patriot Mobile is easy, and their unlimited talk and text plans start as low as $20 a month. Need more motivation? Mention Hugh, that's me, H-U-G-H, when you call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Or visit them online at patriotmobile.com slash Hugh to get up to two activation fees waived. Enough is enough. Join the fight today. 1-800-A-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh. You own a local business or any business, and your national competition has a backroom of digital marketing minions who are eating your lunch. But you can beat them with our digital marketing experts. We're Salem Surround. We can surround potential customers with your message wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We make every digital dollar count towards sales success. We won't waste your money. Salem Surround takes the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you do what you do best, run your business, while we deliver customers from everywhere. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. What's inside your mattress affects its price, comfort, and durability. But most mattress manufacturers won't show you what's inside their products because they simply don't want you to know. How can you know if you're getting the best value if you don't know how your mattress is made? At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that transparency is what's best for our customers. So we have open displays of each model in our showroom so you can see and feel the difference in our products. Visit one of our local Original Mattress Factory stores to see exactly what we're made of. Not so long ago, all mattresses had two sides, and for a good reason. You can flip two-sided mattresses regularly, making them last longer than one-sided mattresses. So, what happened to two-sided mattresses? In an effort to cut costs, most mattress manufacturers cut their mattresses in half. For nearly three decades, the original Mattress Factory has believed that building high-quality two-sided mattresses is the right thing to do. Visit us in one of our stores or at OriginalMattress.com to see how our products are built right and built to last. Two-time Penguin Stanley Cup champion Kevin Stevens was on top of the world. Then, one decision would change his life forever. What should have been a Hall of Fame career became a losing battle with addiction. It was time to fight back. Join Kevin Stevens and his team for Crosscheck Substance Abuse Radio for hard-hitting discussion, inspirational stories, and cutting-edge resources to power forward in the fight against addiction. Saturday mornings at 10 on AM 1250, The Answer. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, for quite a while now, conservatives have been complaining about being censored on Google, Twitter, YouTube, and some other platforms. Uh, there was even a story recently about, I think I saw it last night, uh, PayPal discrim- discriminating against conservatives. I don't know how they do that, but I guess they figured out a way to do it. I know there are antitrust laws in the United States, but I've never quite understood them. Uh, aren't they supposed to prevent a monopoly from happening? And has there ever been a country uh, that has what looks like more of a monopoly, a company, I should say, that looks like it has more of a monopoly than the one Google has? And should it be broken up? James Copeland is a senior fellow director of legal policy at the Manhattan Institute. He seems like a guy who should know, and he joins us now. James, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So, uh, <laughs> for starters, what is the uh, the scope and the power of the U.S. antitrust laws, and how often have they been enforced lately? 
Well, the, the, the scope is actually quite broad and the language is quite broad. And so although this is a statutory creation, uh, largely through an 1890 act, the Sherman Antitrust Act, and then the Clayton Act in uh, 1914, uh, it's largely judge-made law because it's very open into, into the statutes. Um, it, it certainly has been uh, enforced uh, over the years. Uh, basically, around the 1970s, there was a rethinking of the antitrust law and effectively uh, a bit of a scaling back uh, based on the law and economics movement. Uh, which, which was driven by a lot of conservative free market people. Robert Bork was probably the most prominent member of this school that developed uh, the, the new antitrust school, basically focusing on consumer welfare. In other words, just because a company was big doesn't mean it's a problem. It depends on the pricing uh, for consumer welfare purposes. Uh, and so some of the mergers that were being blocked by the Justice Department in earlier decades uh, started getting the okays here. Um, that doesn't mean there hasn't been enforcement. Of course, in the 1980s, we saw AT&T broken up. Uh, obviously, in the, the early part of the 20th century, we saw a lot of companies like Standard Oil uh, being broken up. But by and large, uh, there's, there's, most what, mostly what we see is this sort of pre-merger approval, and when there's an acquisition between two companies, uh, they'll say sometimes, well, to protect competitiveness in this or that market, you need to spin off this or that, or, there, or sometimes we'll block those sorts of mergers. Uh, you, you haven't seen, particularly the Internet, uh, the, the big case, of course, uh, was the Microsoft case about 20 years ago, the thought that Microsoft was going to monopolize this and, and the focus on the fact that Microsoft had a browser. Well, at the end of the day, Microsoft browser hasn't been the dominant browser, right? Google has a competing browser, uh, Mozilla Firefox competing browser. The courts have been a bit hesitant to step into this space when it comes to these tech types of companies, in part because they're evolving so quickly. And by the time you litigate a complex antitrust case, the technologies could all be changed. And so the winners and losers may not look the same. So um, it seems like what you're saying is that uh, the antitrust laws don't have to be enforced as much because companies are smart enough to get the government's permission to merge before they start violating those laws well we've seen those mergers right i mean instagram is owned by facebook right mm -hmm. so, so the number one sort of so, you know there are three big social media sites two of them are the same entity instagram and facebook and then you have twitter is separate but but, but it, sometimes it depends on how you define the market here and that's that's what becomes a, an issue with something like google and facebook i mean google is clearly the dominant search technology when you look at advertising spend google and facebook dominate that market but it's more of a duopoly and and by and large uh the, the government lets duopolies exist coke and pepsi are duopoly they can exist by and large as long as they're not engaging in you know price fixing any competitive practices um if it's if it's a single monopoly i mean it's, it's been a while since we've seen that that breakup we had the big microsoft case but it ultimately didn't amount to much, and the thing they were worried about, which was Microsoft extending its 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 leverage in the sort of office software um, and and operating system space into the search engine space, wound up not being a big problem. Right? You know, Google and Facebook are tricky, though, when you look at these types of companies, because some of these consumer welfare standards that have been developed over the years to analyze the antitrust law don't really apply in the normal context. And the reason is they're free, right? Google and Facebook don't charge their consumers. What they do is they use data that their consumers generate to generate their own revenues with advertisers or, or others who have a, a deep interest in that consumer data. So, so, so the consumer welfare analysis that was developed by the Chicago UCLA School of Law and Economics that we do for any trust doesn't apply neatly here because they don't charge their, their, their end user. And so it's, it's a tricky thing to figure out. And um, if you're of a certain age, um, you remember when there was a big uh, controversy over the breakup of the telephone company. Bell was the only phone company. And uh, there, was no, there was no Verizon. There was no anybody else. It was all Bell. But again, they were charging for their product. But isn't it about more so about the, the, the price of the 
the product that the consumers are buying, it's, it seems to be more about the power that is uh, that is um, given to a company by it ha- having that monopoly. I mean, Google is a worldwide. That's just it's. Where else does anybody go to look something up? And you know, you and I are old enough to remember when you had to go to the library to look something up. My grandkids. They they never have anything that they don't know. If they want to know something, they just look it up on their phone. But it's always the same people directing them to the source that they want them to be directed to. And that not that the issue, more so than the cost? Well, I think that's the real question that, that folks are wrestling with. And I, I, I don't think that the, the courts have a great answer or that the, the scholarship is, is, is resolved on this at this point. But I think you're, you're absolutely hitting on the key point here in terms of the traditional thing is price, right? I mean, AT&T right. was about price. It's, it's that AT&T controlled the total flow. And, 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 and to some degree, what we see today in our amazing markets where I can talk to you on a phone that you know, fits in my hand that's not attached by anything to any wire and it's stronger by orders of magnitude than the computers that were available for the government uh, back when they broke up AT and T, which is which is now less than forty years ago, um, a lot of this is precisely because of the breakup of AT and T. In other words, the telecom space being connected with this technology space wouldn't happen if there were only one phone company. Arguably, now now you could you could you could think that well maybe once the cell tower technology developed. You know, then that monopoly wouldn't have the same monopoly. It wouldn't be, you know, the, the wires aren't as important once you can go wireless. But, 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 but certainly it, it, it jump started some of the innovation by, by developing competition there. Um, and, and then the question is then what, comp- what the competition might look like. In other words, I mean, the government signed off on Facebook acquiring Instagram. Uh, at the time, Instagram was a pretty small fry thing, but, but now it's huge, but it's owned by the same entity. Uh, and so how would you break this up is, is kind of the question. I mean, AT&T and Stanford Oil were broken up regionally largely, uh, uh, but, but, but that wouldn't necessarily be uh, the way you could do these types of companies. So you know, people need to start thinking about it, but they've also got to think about this theory because price Analysis is the right analysis for most markets, but but these markets don't work that way because no one pays anything. Now, uh, the government just um, the uh, a merger between uh, AT and T. Uh, AT and T just bought Time Warner, which means right. AT and T is buying HBO and Turner and all kinds of other stuff that's in there. Um, and the Justice Department tried to prevent that from happening, but uh, judges ruled in AT and T's favor. What happened there? Yeah, I mean that's a case where the the Justice Department was was skeptical, and and then they lost on the merits. I mean, listen, I I don't think that that merger is necessarily a problematic one. I mean, really, what what you're talking about is what kind of competition you can get, and 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 uh, the courts will think about these. They, they sort of what do you call horizontal integration or vertical integration. I mean, what, what AT&T is doing there is, is more in the sort of vertical integration. In other words, you get content providers as well as the sort of distribution network. But AT&T doesn't dominate the distribution space anymore, right? I mean, the distribution space is highly competitive. A lot of it's wireless. Um, and, and so I, what, what we're say, what, what, what's being thought there is that having some synergies between these is, is useful. It's not clear to me that there's a, a real monopoly problem with that merger, uh, but, but that doesn't mean that that would be true uh, across the board in this space. But, but, but that's absolutely right that the, the, the Justice Department uh, said no, and AT&T had to win that in court. We're talking to James Copeland. He's director of legal policy at the Manhattan Institute, and I'm trying to get my head clear on what exactly... Uh, a monopoly is when it's allowed, when it's not, when the government should uh, um, interfere. Um, you know, conservatives like small government. There seems to be different opinions on what, if anything, should be done with these tech companies. We talked about Google, YouTube, Twitter. Where do you come down on this issue? You know, I, I come down on the issue of I'm not sure yet on these. I worry about it. I worry about the information flow being controlled uh so tightly, um, and 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 I think that 
thinking about ways to create more competitive dynamics in that is useful. Um, it's not clear to me that uh, a search engine, for instance, is a natural monopoly like what Google's got. I mean, I think Google isn't inherently going to dominate that space if other people come up. If somebody came up with a better search algorithm than Google's, they could they could displace Google relatively quickly, mm-hmm. right? Um, but 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 clearly, people want to use the best search engine. You want to use the biggest auction site, which is eBay, um, and so that becomes kind of what what economists would call a natural monopoly. And and with social networking, you want to use to some degree the biggest social network. There's there can be specialized social networks of sort, but but uh, you know. If, if nobody's in the network, it's not worth much. So, so these sort of what we call network effects in the antitrust field um, can create monopoly structures uh, that are analogous to what we used to see with, say, the, the telephone wires, you know, the utilities. The reason why AT&T was a monopoly was, you know, it doesn't make sense to run phone lines for five different companies, right? So right. they had to come up with a way to create competition with those phone lines um, because, because you're not going to have five competing sets of phone lines. It's, it's different than most markets. Um, and, and, and some of these look that way, too. Uh, and and I, I, I think we need to be thinking about ways to, to generate and create competition in the space. I worry a lot about the censorship problem mm-hmm. uh, or the, the, the political problem, and I've seen it as someone who works at a free market conservative type of think tank uh, where, you know, we would have a weblog and it wouldn't get added into Google or at the time Yahoo type news feeds and other smaller weblogs that, that weren't nearly as, 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 as useful would get added because they had a different political orientation. And so somebody has got to be making these sorts of calls. And, and, and that's what is worrying people where information sources I mean, Facebook and Google control an enormous percentage of information flow now. A lot of people don't watch the nightly news. They don't read the newspaper. They do everything online. Yeah, I teach a college class. I asked the class today how many of them watch the news. Not not one of them raised their hand. Um, I, I only have two minutes left, and I'm up against a hard break, so I wanted to get to this. Uh, I covered sports for a long time. How do the major sports leagues, how have they gotten away with their monopolies, and has that been good for America? It varies, but some of them have antitrust exemptions. Like the, the NFL, for instance, has an antitrust exemption. But why? Whether it's good, you know, it's just Congress created. I mean, yeah. you know, they lobby for it. Yeah. Um, and so you'll see Major League Baseball. I mean, there, there's been litigation, right? I mean, our president was involved in litigation right. uh, between the USFL and the NFL. Yep. And, and ultimately, you know, he spurred that antitrust suit. The USFL won, but they lost, right? I mean, they won legally, uh, but the, the awards were $1 trebled. So they got $3 out of the deal, which meant they basically lost. They spent a lot of money lost, and they ended up folding. Um, and, of course, what, what Donald Trump was interested in was trying to force the NFL into a merger, like the ABA merged with the NBA or the old AFL merged with the NFL. And, and because he had the New Jersey franchise, he thought he was going to get one of the NFL franchises, yeah. but it didn't work. So, um, you know, the sports leagues, by and large, they're not all, there's not exemptions everywhere. There's exemptions on some of them. Um, I mean, it would be hard. People want to see the best players play against the other best players. I mean, that's what ultimately happens. And, and, um, with teams, you know, it, it, it's trickier to some degree than individuals. If it's individual sports, you know, the tennis and the golf of the world, you can have competing leagues, et cetera, as long as the players can compete in some tournaments or some fields or hey, what James. have you. But with these teams, it becomes tricky. And that's why, I'm, you know, these things have sort of been getting away with it. I'm out of time, James. But I'm not sure they should. And the NCAA, I really don't. I'm not sure they should. Hey, thanks for being here, James. I appreciate it. I'd like to talk hey. to you about that subject in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump is receiving some favorable feedback for the U.S. decision to walk away from negotiations with North Korea at the conclusion of the summit in Hanoi. Analyst Bruce Klingner says no deal is better than a bad deal. The parameters of what we thought was going to be a deal, I think, would have been you know, quite bad. Uh, a peace declaration is something that seems like a good idea. How can you be against peace? Uh, but it really would do nothing to reduce the North Korean nuclear missile and conventional force threat. 
Klingner is a former CIA deputy division chief for Korea. President Trump, joined by Secretary of State Pompeo, said that the breakdown occurred over North Korea's insistence that all punishing sanctions the U.S. had imposed on North Korea be lifted without Pyongyang committing to eliminate its entire nuclear arsenal. On Wall Street, the Dow by 69 points to 25,916. The Nasdaq dropped 22. This is SRN News. If this were just any door, and this were just any ignition, connected to just any transmission, in just any vehicle, then perhaps it would be okay to buy it from just anyone. But this is not just any car. It's a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. Every detail has been inspected and road tested by highly skilled Mercedes-Benz technicians. And it's all backed by an unlimited mileage warranty for up to five years. Which makes the decision of where to buy one simple. Your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. The certified pre-owned sales event going on now through February 28th. Come in today and we'll help cover your first month's payment. Offer available through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services. Because in the end... It's absolute confidence in genuine Mercedes-Benz parts, or it isn't. It's either Mercedes-Benz certified pre-owned, or it isn't. See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on credit towards your first month's payment and certified pre-owned warranties. Joe Walsh says a lot has changed in nine years. The United States of America hit a milestone. We flew by, we breezed by $22 trillion, our gross national debt. To, to just remind you about how, how so much has changed. 2010, I go to Congress. You know what the debt was back then? $13 trillion. The Joe Walsh Radio Program. Weeknights at 9, right after Larry Elder at 7. On AM 1250, The Answer. The Pittsburgh North Regional Chamber proudly presents the next Innovation Pittsburgh. Friday evening, March 8th, 5 to 7.30 p.m. at the Doubletree by Hilton and Mars. Join host former Allegheny County Executive James Roddy, along with U.S. Representative Connor Lamb and Pennsylvania House Speaker Mike Terzai on issues facing our community. Come for open networking and hors d'oeuvres at 5, followed by presentations and panel discussion. Tickets and details at pghnorthchamber.com. That's pghnorthchamber.com. Are you about to pay double for new windows, siding, or doors? If you haven't called Windows R Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, gutters, siding doors, and, of course, windows. Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months and up to $20,000 on new vinyl, fiberglass, or wood windows. With options like triple-pane glass and names like Pella, no hidden fees or surprises ever. Your no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including glass breakage, at no additional cost. Mention AM 1250 with your free estimate for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsrspittsburgh.com. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the AM1250 Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to theanswerpgh.com slash shopping. And I'll see you at the club. Thank you. In traffic, we've got the answer. Seeing heavy volume continuing on the Parkway West. Inbound Roslyn Farms Road all the way to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound Banksville Road to Carnegie. Parkway East outbound heavy Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood Swissvale. Inbound from Edgewood to Bates Street. Northbound 79 slowing down from the Parkway North up to 910. Outbound 51 delays Midwood Avenue to Library Road. And a slow ride outbound over the Liberty Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Mostly cloudy tonight. We'll see periods of snow from late evening on, accumulating one to two inches, but we can see two to four inches across the laurels tonight. Low 27 for tomorrow will stay rather cloudy. Highs near 40. The low tomorrow night, 29. Still cloudy for Saturday with a little rain at times. The high again near 40 degrees. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250. The answer. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. 
Well, I think I learned something from that last segment, uh, thanks to uh, James Copeland from the uh, Manhattan Institute. Uh, in case you haven't noticed, if you've been listening to the show, um, I like to get smart people on. And it's not hard to find people smarter than I am on a lot of subjects. And I so I, I, I just have a problem coming on and doing a talk show um, and trying to act like I have some um, – deep understanding of geopolitical issues like uh, you know what's happening on the Korean Peninsula or whether or not uh, the the United States did well in the negotiations and where they stand right now I don't know neither do you most likely and uh, but there are people out there who do and I you'll also notice that I lean on people from think tanks like the Manhattan Institute, where James Copeland is a uh, director of legal policy. And I have lots of people on here from the Heritage Foundation. They're called think tanks. I have never had anybody. <laughs> I haven't had anybody knocking my door down to be a, to join a think tank. I don't know if I should be insulted by that or feel bad. But I don't, you know, at this stage of my life, I don't think anybody's going to be uh, calling me for that. So I go to places where they they keep smart people. They're kind of locked up there, and they just wait for the phone to ring, and you ask them questions that uh, you have to be really smart to answer. So uh, James Copeland did that. I wish I would have had a little bit more time with him to talk about uh, why the the net, the uh, major sports leagues have a monopoly. I've just never been able to understand why they should be allowed to get away. I understand why it's good for them to have one. Uh, and I think I understand why they have them. I think it's because there are too many sports fans in Washington. That's the reason that have their own favorite teams, and they they like Major League Baseball and they like the NFL, and to a lesser degree the NBA and, and the NHL, and and also the NCAA. They like college football and basketball. I've never understood. Um, you know, you have these new leagues starting up. Uh, the Alliance of American Football this year, which is already playing, they have eight teams. You have the XFL, which starts next year. And they're, they're having no problem, no trouble whatsoever finding players to play because each NFL team is only allowed to have 53 players on the roster, six of them on a practice squad. And so there are a lot of people who... who um, uh, guys out there who are good at playing football and have nowhere to go for a job. But not only that, there are people out there who really like football and would really love professional football in their town. So why is it that a city like San Antonio, Texas, can't have Major League Football? Why can't uh, Memphis, Tennessee, or Portland, Oregon, or Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, which now has an NBA team, uh, how is it that Los Angeles went how many years, 15 years, whatever it was, without an NFL team? People in Los Angeles could not, did not have a pro football team to go watch, not because there aren't enough people to go see a game, but because there is no game in town, because the NFL controls it. So I don't know how that's good for anybody. And um, it's ridiculous that the NFL only has, uh, what is it, 32 teams. It's ridiculous. Uh, and And... There are, there are cities out there, Birmingham, Alabama, and you can just look around at the cities that are in the um, in the new leagues. Hey, San Diego doesn't have a team now. So what what is that? Uh, what is that all about? And, you know, Quebec City up in, uh, in Canada doesn't have an NHL team because there's only one, one major league, and that's the NHL, and they don't want to be in Quebec. They'd rather be stupid and have a team in Raleigh, North Carolina instead. That's just the way it works. So... Um, uh, so I didn't really get a – well, I, I, I kind of got a, a, um, a, uh, an explanation from James Copeland. He basically said because they want to have them and the government gives it to them. That's how they get them. So it's – you can say the same thing about baseball. Why, why is baseball – why is there uh, no baseball in um, San Antonio, Texas or Portland, Oregon? Portland, Oregon is a pretty big city. I think it's a bigger market than Pittsburgh now. They don't have a major league team, and maybe they want one. Can't get one. They don't want to go. They don't want to move there. Uh, so I, I, I don't get that. Well, anyway, uh, keeping uh, uh, with the kind of a sports theme here, you remember Antonio Brown used to play for the Steelers a couple not that long ago. He's at it again. Um, I, I've been trying pretty hard to not talk about him, but this is uh, it's gotten to the point where it's ridiculous enough that it, I, I find it kind of entertaining and. And it falls under the category of stupidity, which I like to deal with, especially in this back half hour. It seems we have more of that 
than we do in the front half hour. Smart people in the front and stupid people in the back or stupid things in the back. Sometimes we have smart people on here in this segment, too. But uh, I don't. And uh, and you, by the way, we have an open line now. Phone. If, uh, I don't have a guest now the rest of the way. You want to give me a call at 844-302-1250. We're also um, uh, at Stagger World. You can check out my website at uh, thejohnstagerwaldshow.com. Uh, that just went up yesterday, I think. Check that out. Uh, but the number is 844-302-1250. But here is uh, ESPN, apparently, for some reason. Well, I know the reason. But ESPN is uh, doing did an interview, a long-form interview with Antonio Brown. And uh, they released some clips to make sure that you want to watch more of it. So if you want to see more of something like this, it'll be on ESPN on Saturday. GM Kevin Colbert was asked about quarterback Ben Roethlisberger's criticism of teammates. The GM pointed to his Super Bowl resume and defended Roethlisberger's leadership, noting he, quote, has 52 kids under him. He pretty much is, is explained what I already had told everyone. He just confirmed it. He confirmed everything I said, you know, and I, and I, and I didn't go about it in a bad way and said I said it because I know fans, my fans want to hear from me. You know, I sat back and watched everyone take all kind of jabs, uppercuts at me, and Mr. Big Chest <laughs> in there. I didn't, I didn't complain. I didn't point a finger. Obviously, I know there are some cultural issues and some, you know what I mean, issues that was already at hand that, you know, I already knew, but I couldn't really say that because out of respect for the organization and for the members I work with, I didn't want to put them in an uncomfortable position. Mm-hmm. He tried to clarify. Of course he tried to clarify because he know he stated the truth and he going to backpedal on his words. But what, what, what ideally grown man is called another grown man a kid? 52 kids. Like, like, you don't have no respect for these guys. Like, these are the guys that go to work for you. And that's what I'm telling you guys. That that's, what, that's my issue. You know what I'm saying? It's all about respect. Things not getting better. They're not changing. <laughs> you know what I mean? He just stated it. It's 52 kids and it's this guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, you want to be, you don't want to be called a kid, okay? I mean, you can see why someone who uh, organizes games of hide and seek after they score a touchdown, a uh, guy who has blue hair, um, who drove 120 miles an hour on McKnight Road <laughs> like, like two months ago, a couple months ago. Um, you would see that why they would be offended to be called. Why would anybody consider them a somebody like that? A thirty-one-year-old man, by the way. Why would you even consider him as a kid um, when you're doing that? Because I know that um, Lynn Swan and John Stallworth used to run around playing hide and seek all the time during games. Um, and you know, Lynn Swan ran for governor of the United, of the of the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, Antonio Brown has blue hair. Okay. That's where that's the difference, and they're both about. I think Swan was about that age when he retired. So, uh, so that's there. You have Antonio Brown. Now here's the issue. Here's an interesting thing from that answer, uh, and it, he kind of threw it in there when he talked about the culture. There's already an issue with the culture, and um, this is a this is something that I don't think too many people want to touch right now. I don't uh, feel qualified to even speak to it. Because I don't spend enough time or any time in the locker room the way I used to, and I don't talk to enough people who could tell me one way or another. But just the, the stuff about um, Ben Roethlisberger having an owner's mentality, uh, which is what uh, Antonio Brown said, and just some of the comments you're hearing from around the league from other players. Um, uh, Deion Sanders said uh, the this is this the tip of the iceberg, and it's gonna it's gonna be revealed eventually. I'm getting the feeling that there's a black-white issue with the Steelers, whether it's real or perceived by certain people within who are on the team. I don't know if it's real or perceived by anybody in the media. Uh, I can tell you this, there's, there aren't many people in the media who would be willing to talk about it because they'd be afraid of the usual things that you're afraid of when you bring up an issue that involving race. You'd be called a racist. So... Um, so I don't know if that's a that's that's a uh, if that's a problem for the Steelers, but when he says that the, there were there's been issues a culture issue that uh, he didn't want to talk about. I mean, what other culture issue would there be? Uh, diet pop and regular pop. I mean, what what would they what would they be divided over? Um, I don't know. 
So that's I think that's I don't think we've heard the end of that. And for him to say that about uh, Kevin Colbert calling them kids, I, I know it wasn't the best choice of words by Kevin Colbert. I know what he was saying. Uh, and uh, and Kevin Colbert's older now. He's uh, in his late 50s, I think, at least. And so maybe uh, 28, 29-year-old people to him are kids. Well, they weren't 15, 20 years ago. But um, when you when you act the way players in the in this uh, right now in 2018, 2019 act uh, with these celebrations and the way they act on the field and do some of the things they do, I, I think it was Antonio Brown who humped the goalpost after a touchdown and then you're you're um you're questioning why someone would question your maturity when you do stuff like that um you know i don't think anybody's calling larry fitzgerald a kid he's like 36 years old and he hands the ball to the official after he scores a touchdown so that's what you got uh, going on with the steelers and antonio brown and here's another story again uh, continuing with the sports theme here uh, while we have it you know who Mike McCarthy is, guy from Greenfield, uh, football coach, coached the Green Bay Packers for, I think, 12 years, won a Super Bowl with them. Well, the WIAA, which is the, uh, I guess, the Green Bay or Wisconsin equivalent of the WPIAL or the PIAA, uh, filed a complaint after a high school basketball incident involving Mike McCarthy. The video is out there going viral on uh, online and uh, what happened was his stepson played in a state championship. I think it's a playoff game, not the actual uh, state championship. But um, they, uh, Pulaski High School defeated Notre Dame Academy by one point in the high school boys basketball regional tournament game. And it ended Notre Dame's season. McCarthy's uh, stepson is on that team. The video shows McCarthy coming out of the stand. He's a regular uh, um, visitor to their games. He came out of the stands and you can see on the video that he comes after the officials and he's yapping at them as they walk uh, on the sideline heading to the locker room after the game. And the one official turns around and McCarthy says so it, it, the whole incident, the whole confrontation lasts about five seconds. But the uh, the officials say that uh, he what some of the things he said to them were not all that kind. And so they filed a complaint. And so Mike McCarthy is uh, getting trashed in Wisconsin, where he's a pretty well-liked guy, even though he was fired this year. Um, and he's still, I, I think he's out there looking to, hope, hoping to get another head coaching job in the NFL. This, that kind of thing won't help him. But, um, you know, so it brought up, it brings up the, the question of parents and the way they act at kids' sports. And uh, a guy like Mike McCarthy should, if he's going to go to his stepson's games, and at least this is basketball, not the same sport that he's associated with. Uh, if you're Mike McCarthy and you go to your stepson's game, you really should go. Uh, it might even be a good idea to go you know, with a hat and a disguise so nobody knows you're there. Sit somewhere by yourself and don't say a word because you can't win. Uh, now, we had an incident here where Joey Porter, who was an assistant with the Steelers, was going to his son's high school games, and the cops had to come onto the field to get him because he was out on the field giving the officials um, grief during the game. And the the, uh, cops uh, had to come out and ask him to leave, and what he said to the cops was, it's going to take more than you to get me out of here. This is the uh, Steeler assistant, and the guy he was with, uh, at the guy he went to the game with was a guy named Mike Tomlin. So that's what happened here locally. Uh, they were playing. Their kids were playing for North Catholic, and they, uh, the two of them, especially though Porter more so than Tomlin, but Tomlin was there with them. They made spectacles of themselves at uh, North Catholic football games. Their sons ended up uh, transferring out, and uh, nobody was sorry to see them leave. Now that should tell you something that when when you have a Steeler uh, coach, two two Steelers coaches' sons playing on your team, that would be something you'd be pretty happy about. It would make you'd feel good about that in Pittsburgh. But uh, so that that happened here. So what Mike McCarthy did wasn't uh, didn't didn't approach what at least Joey Porter did as an assistant. But the Steelers then, of course, uh, ignored that uh, completely ignored it. What Joey Porter did did nothing about it. And uh, actually, I think I told you the story here a while back. Art Rooney uh, just dismissed the story and said that's ah, a bunch of anonymous sources, which it wasn't. There was a, in the story, and I did the story. That's why I know. In the story, there was uh, a reference to a police department, and it was named 
I believe it was the North Sewickley Police, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and all it would have taken would be a phone call to ask if it, what was in my story was true. And the Steelers, at least publicly, said that they had no interest in following it up. So, um, you know, if you if you're if your parents are a, a, a pain at sporting events now, just in general, it's become ridiculous. Uh, I see it uh, personally myself um, at some uh, hockey games I've gone to. Nice people. Most of them, 99%, but there's always somebody there yelling at the official. And the parents like to give the coaches grief. Why, I, why is my son not playing? And unfortunately, there aren't enough coaches who tell uh, the kid's mom or their dad when they ask, you know, why, my, why isn't my son playing? The answer should be, have you seen him play? He stinks. That's why he's not playing. But you can't say that because that might hurt somebody's feelings. So Mike McCarthy got into it, and you got to learn if you're a coach of, uh, and you're a you're a prominent coach in a city or anywhere, and you're well known and your face is recognized. Hide it when you go to your son's or your or your daughter's games, and don't get anywhere near the officials, and make sure that very few people even know you were at the game. Mike McCarthy, not a good idea. We'll be back. Employers, are you tired of paying outrageous premiums for health insurance? How about a plan that allows you to go to any hospital in the country? A plan that pays you back every year? This is John Steigerwald from Marley Financial. Whether you want a top-of-the-line plan or just enough to keep you legal, Marley Financial has a custom-made plan for you. As a business owner, you owe it to yourself to stay ahead of the ever-changing marketplace. Marley has been on the cutting edge of new and improved health plans for both individuals and businesses. And only Marley Financial offers health plans that actually pay pay you back. Call 724-884-1496 for unbiased, top-notch plans from any carrier in Pennsylvania. Plans that'll save you money and give you an edge over the competition. They even offer custom business solutions to reduce your liability and overhead as you grow. They're truly one of the most innovative agencies in the nation. Call Marley now, 724-884-1496, 724-884-1496, or visit marleyfg.com. What's inside your mattress affects its price, comfort, and durability. But most mattress manufacturers won't show you what's inside their products because they simply don't want you to know. How can you know if you're getting the best value if you don't know how your mattress is made? At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that transparency is what's best for our customers. So we have open displays of each model in our showroom so you can see and feel the difference in our products. Visit one of our local Original Mattress Factory stores to see exactly what we're made of. Not so long ago, all mattresses had two sides, and for a good reason. You can flip two-sided mattresses regularly, making them last longer than one-sided mattresses. So, what happened to two-sided mattresses? In an effort to cut costs, most mattress manufacturers cut their mattresses in half. For nearly three decades, the original Mattress Factory has believed that building high-quality two-sided mattresses is the right thing to do. Visit us in one of our stores or at OriginalMattress.com to see how our products are built right and built to last. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. And right now, listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash America. One more time. To try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Not only do we have great grills, but also the best hot patio heaters. We are the nationwide distributor for Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters, the very best patio heater that you can get. The Bromic heaters use the same radiant burner technology as our Solaire infrared grills, so they heat up fast and keep you warm so you can enjoy your backyard grill and outdoor living spaces into the night and all year round. Bromic heaters have stylish contemporary designs that fit perfectly in backyard and restaurant patios. We have gas and electric models to suit most installation needs, 
and a portable gas heater that directs the heat where you want it, not the bushes and walls like the mushroom heaters. For top quality performance and aesthetics, you want Bromic Radiant patio heaters and Solaire infrared grills. Learn about these amazing grills and heaters at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, got another uh, little interesting story here for you. We don't have a beer sponsor, do we, Aaron? (laughs) I don't think so. Uh, Every extra pint of beer takes 15 minutes off your life. This would uh, really, if people would would uh, pay attention to this. There are people who have gone to Steeler games for the last uh, 10 years. They're going to die when they're about 42 because <laughs> just the amount of beer that people drink uh, in the parking lots at Steeler games. Every extra pint of beer takes 15 minutes off your life. The maximum number of drinks you, drinks you can have a week uh, to be a healthy person is five total. That's 100 grams of alcohol or five standard size glasses of wine or pints of beer. Drink more than that in a week and you run a higher risk for heart failure, stroke, fatal aneurysm, or death. This uh, sobering guideline comes courtesy of a new paper studying the drinking habits and health of almost 600,000 people. It found that when 40-year-old participants had more than five drinks in a, w- a week, their risk of early death rose steadily. Uh, here's an even more exact breakdown. As a leading scientist in the field of understanding public risk, some guy at University of Cambridge, for a 40-year-old, every glass of alcohol above the suggested weekly limit shortens their life by 15 minutes. If a 40-year-old drinks three glasses of wine a night, he loses two years off his life. There are a lot of people losing years off their life every Sunday at Steeler Games. you got to cut that out. Just stop. Stop with the beer. So uh, that'll, I'm sure everybody will heed that advice. So I don't drink beer, by the way. So I'm good. I'm going to live to be 100. Thanks for listening, and I will see you tomorrow. John Steigerwald Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.